Hey guys, this is Jess. And this is Gil. And welcome to Culture, Culture Theory. Theory. How was your week, Gil? Uh my week's week? my week's been okay. Uh not really. It's been pretty bad. Oh god, what happened? Just people. People suck. If <sighs> yeah. Like Murphy's Law, if something bad will happen, it will. Yeah. yeah so. If you can go wrong it yeah. wrong, it will go wrong. Yeah. It's fine. I agree. Just people, just learning how to deal with people. I had to be a boss yesterday. Okay. What do you mean? Just had to, you know, tell somebody that they ain't doing shit. Mm. And I didn't feel bad at all. I felt great. Uh, he didn't feel good. So that's mm, that. Tough. Yeah. Tough. So, yeah, just it's 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 annoying, especially when you work in an environment where it's it's all about teamwork. It's all mm. about like yeah. bringing closeness together to get uh, like bringing coming together to get a result. And then you do this eight hours a day for 40 weeks like 40 hours a week yeah i mean there's not 40 weeks but um i mean and people still can't really get it so yeah it's annoying so i had to be a boss and tell someone hey this is how you go about it and it's like repeating this myself over and over again to the point where i'm like jeez dude come on let's let's pick it up so i'm okay just learning that I actually like telling people what to do. Oh, I do too. I love yeah. directing. I like yeah. going on Gil's uh, jobs because I get to direct. Yeah. Yeah. It feels pretty oh, cool. Yes, yes, good. Like we went to a shoot today. Yeah, we did. Yeah. It was pretty cool. I like I like working with them. They're yeah. they're a really good team of people. The human timer. Mm-hmm. And uh was it Khalil? Oh, Kamal. 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 I always want to call him yeah. Khalil. I'm Khalil? so sorry. No. I feel like the other guy's name is Kali something. Probably. Yeah. Cloud. Mm. Claude. Bosman. Bosman. <laughs> Bosman. Yeah, but I like directing and giving people orders. It's it's cool. I do too. Yeah. I'm a Capricorn, so I'm very I don't know if cancers are very authoritative. No? Hmm. I feel like I'm very assertive sometimes when I need to be. Like if I need yeah. to get something done. When you when you need to, you can. Yeah. But as a general Yeah. I'm no. like lay back. I'm wearing a tank top, chilling. Like if if Gil was like um a representation of like a of an item, he would be like a like a rug. Yeah. Like, like the, <laughs> when the we hallway. Have guests, or yeah, the, like in the hallway, like those long hallway yeah. rugs. Like when people come over, I feel like if you didn't have a rug, you would just lay on the floor and let people just like. Yeah. It's, oh, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, come, you're good. Come. No, no. You're Any, good. Do you need anything? I can you're get coffee? you some water while you're coffee? down here. You good? Yeah. yeah. But in a good way, not yeah. like a. I'm pretty sure you'd beat anyone up. I if want you had to, to so bad. It's been a minute. <laughs> I think about it. I've all never the beat time. anyone up before. Oh, it's the best feeling. And oh, it's the best feeling. I've never <laughs> gotten knock on wood, never had an issue with someone to the point where I would fight them because I just I'm just oh, It's weird that I laughed and smiled at that though. Yeah. <laughs> it's Yes. It's so it's, it's a thrill. Yeah. Uh me and Anton, we used to have a uh, a fight club back way back in the day. And it was like guys would come in and just agree, yo, you know, no hard feelings. Let's just let's just release. No some hard stress. feelings, but I gotta beat your ass <laughs> real quick. It was the best feeling ever. That's and then funny. we then we joined the wrestling team in high school. Oh, that was such a stress. It felt so good. Oh wow. Sports Sports do feel good. Sports makes you feel good. Uh, when I was um starting quarantine, I think a few weeks in I started running. And if I was ever in a situation in which I felt overstressed or angry, I would go back out for another run or for a very long walk. So I was doing like eight miles a day. Yeah. I was like super tan. I mean, I'm tan now, so but I was super tan because I was just like, fucking 20 some thousand steps a day. Let's go. Like, I just. Okay. Yeah. So I it, definitely get understand the. It just the helps. release. It just yeah. releases. And anything physical is just, oh, it's the best. It is. Yeah. So, fight. Let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All, right. All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how you been? What's up? Good. Same thing, people. I've been learning to navigate my emotions. I'm, as you guys know, furloughed, unless this is your first episode, then welcome to Culture Theory. Um, but yeah, I'm furloughed. So right now I'm working on... I have a really big issue with patience. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. I'm very impatient, um, sometimes to a fault, which I'll admit. But 
I'm also understanding that sometimes it's not impatience, but I'm just not getting what I need. And what I mean by that is um, I expect my relationships to be a certain way. And it's not always good, you know, like it's good to know what you want, but not necessarily demand it all the time. But I'm right now transitioning to a me that is more patient, but with myself and more understanding with myself. So what I mean by that is I I think I overextend myself a lot, especially when I'm trying to get to know people. So I think I do more than most, but that's just me by nature. I've been like that my whole life. And I feel like I get really upset when someone doesn't reciprocate the same energy because I feel like it's so easy. I don't do crazy things. I'm not out buying people Bugattis and like taking world, you know, but, but can you? trips. I can't totally. I have so much right. money in the bank yeah. right now. Um, and instead of being like, patient with the idea that like okay everyone isn't like that i'm trying to be better with just distancing myself from people that i feel like aren't giving that to me instead of being upset with them for not giving that back so right now i'm kind of transitioning away from um just certain people just because i don't want to place that stress on them or myself so I'm I'm just distancing myself from people that I feel like aren't reciprocating with no hard feelings whatsoever, but just with the understanding that I need a certain type of relationship with my friends. And if I can't get that, I can't hold that against the other person. But I am responsible for the way that I react. So do you, do you feel like it's your friend's responsibility to understand what you want and need? Yeah, of course. And the thing about me is I'm very open with how I feel. So it's not like you have to figure anything out. I'm very open with people. I did a whole post on Instagram about love languages. Yep. I We went, me and Gil went on a walk. We had a conversation about it. Just like, hey, what's your love language? This is my love language. So we understand better, you know, what that person looks for. Um, because love language is not always romantic. It's yeah. literally like, what do you need to feel loved? And... Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm very open with my friends. Like, hey, I require certain things. My number one love language is quality time. I think second is acts of service. Mm -hmm. So for me, I used to feel like I was super needy. But no, it's just my number one love language yeah. is quality time yeah. because I like to get my to know my friends on a deep personal level. So I like to spend one on one time. Enough to I like blackmail to, them. Enough to black. We're not friends unless I can <laughs> blackmail you. So. Yeah. Yeah, unless you give me something to blackmail. Because that, that shows a level of trust. And I, if I can't trust you, I can't fuck with you. Um, which I'm also learning. So I'm not a difficult person to figure out. I'm not going to make you work for it. Mm -hmm. and, you know, and not in a, like, I'm giving my whole self away. But, like, really there's no, like, huge thing. There's no guessing. Like, you know who I am. I'm giving it to you. I'm making it easy for you to love me. Once I feel... Like we've made that connection or like we get each other. There is a full step back. Like it's just like we're comfortable. We're good. We don't need to talk all the time, whatever. But if I always feel like I have to explore or like dig deep, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm like not interested in that. Like it's fun to like You're an adult. take a brain. Yeah. You're a fucking homeowner. You yes. Don't have to, you have other stresses and situations to deal with. I have other things to do now. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm going to. I'm going to silence my watch. But um, yeah, like I, I just I have so many other things that I'd rather do with my time. And as a psych major, as much as I love picking people's brains, if you're going to make it difficult for me to get in. I'm not going to force yeah. my way. In. I'm just going to leave. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not getting paid to to work this hard to figure you out. All, it, all it's telling me is you're not interested in letting me in. And I'm not interested in having shallow relationships with people. Cool. If you want to be my associate, I'll see you when I see you. Yeah. You know, that's how I feel. So I'm learning that about people that's myself good. now. So it's good. I've learned that the hard way. And it's it's weird because this is something that's like social. Yeah. I feel like social studies should have taught us that in school. But instead it taught us, well, did you know that mushrooms grow in Indiana? Like, what? <laughs> what? You the know, heck? I feel like social studies in school should have equipped us with the ability to like, okay, well, this person is toxic. 
this this person is using me this person is a bully and they're exhibiting this trait because of issues at home and i feel like we're now learning this as adults like they didn't teach us any of this shit no they didn't and for the people who are for the friends who think they're friends they need help yeah i feel like we shouldn't um I I even distance myself from certain people, but I feel like I always should always reach back to those people, let them know, hey, you were an asshole. Here's why I put, pretty much put you on a back burner. Here's what happened that I didn't like. Here's what happened. And everybody was saying this about you and you're toxic. Here's why. I want to be the guy to tell you, tighten up, dude. Yeah, like I a did, lot of people won't do that for yeah, them. Like, like I did like I did to uh, a uh, a colleague of mine tighten up nobody's going to tell you that nobody's going to come to you and tell you this and that but i care about you i want you to be great <laughs> so tighten the fuck up <laughs> but you know what i you know like i, I want to go back i'm going to go back in the fall hopefully <laughs> um to finish my master's and you know i'm thinking a lot about one I'm not getting paid to do this currently and two yeah I am I've I recently had a friendship in which I helped them get through some stuff. Um, but I feel like a lot of the times people come to me for that and that alone and they never <laughs> want to bring me, which is sad, I know. How do you um, use OBS? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. And and then once that is done, it's like I'm I feel like disposed of. Mm-hmm. So from this point on, I've I've already told myself I'm no longer taking clients air quotes for those of you not watching this but i'm no longer taking clients Um, i'm no longer giving advice to my friends i will listen Mm -hmm. and and that's about it because i feel like i kind of put myself in that situation to allow people to use me yeah i'm like too nice sometimes and i feel like people take advantage of that and just in general no one specifically but like i feel like just people in general take advantage of my niceness and the fact that i do take a lot and it's kind of like you're mean to people who you feel like care about you the most because you know they'll always be there mm-hmm. no matter what. And I don't want anyone to have that much comfort in our friendship to think yeah. that you can treat me any type of way. And then I'll just be there because my best friend of 18 years doesn't even treat me any type of way. And she knows I'm her ride or die. So I'm definitely not going to let anyone else treat me like that. So, yeah, if you're not putting in that work, I'm not putting in work at all. And I feel like the world is filled with so many deserving people of our personalities, of our friendship, that it's like if somebody is willing to dispose of us so quickly, screw you, let somebody else, let me be a gift to somebody else. Because the time that I'm investing in you right now, I could be put into somebody else. Like I I meet so many people. It's like, it's crazy. The world is huge. And I keep forgetting that. I'd be focused on this one individual. I'd be focused on this one colleague. And it's like, no, there's so many other people here. Like, yeah. why am I focused on this one person? There's so many different people out there. Yeah. yeah. I had, like, one friend that I was trying, like, really hard to, to like, form this really close bond with. And in that time, that same time frame, in which I really don't even really feel like there was... Um, like they like they truly let me in mm-hmm. or we truly made like a bond bond like a real bond i made two friendships where it's like i know we're good like yeah. i know we're solid and like brand new people you know one of them i hadn't even like met physically up until like a week ago you know and i'm just like so it's not me you yeah. know like a lot of times when something doesn't work you're like what's wrong with me you know but i'm just i'm learning now it's just everyone isn't going to be for you in the way that you want them to. And that's fine. And you just have to put them, you know, categorize them separately, you know, like in order to be my close friend, my best friend, um, you have to, you have to give me something. You have Mm -hmm. to, I have certain requirements for that, you know? And if I feel like I don't have that with you, then we're just friends or just associates or I'll see you at work or I'll see you, you know, when uh, Gil has a party or something like that, you know, like that's that's it. Yeah. I'm not I'm not overextending myself anymore because I feel like I put in way more than most. And I'm I'm not going to fight for something like what is the expression, you know, like like beating a dead horse. Yeah. 
yeah, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. If, if I, if I, if I feel at all, like we're not vibing on the same wavelength, I can't, I just, I just let it go. I have too many other people that like really, really want me for who I am and want to get to know me and want to put in that work. No excuses, you know? And yeah. All right. I guess uh, you want to take a break? We'll take a break. Yeah. Uh, We'll be right back, guys. Hey, guys. Don't forget to follow Culture Theory anywhere your eyes can see the internet. All right? IG. Hit us up on Instagram at Culture Theory Podcast. That is Culture Theory Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe and like our videos on our YouTube channel, Culture Theory. If you guys need a little help, head over to that IG after you hit that like and follow button and look right there in that bio link straight to our youtube channel guys all right thanks for listening we're back we're back so we're both content creators obviously and we get asked a lot about what we do um a lot of people don't know we do what we do unless Mm -hmm. they either follow us on the internet first yeah or if we let them know What's the most annoying question you get from people that don't like that don't know that you create content and when they find out you do they're like, oh whoa, XYZ. Um the most annoying question would be, so what's like a good camera? <sighs> and then it is followed by so like I can use my phone. Yes, you can. Yeah. If, absolutely. if you want. Yeah. If you if you want. Okay. But how come these cameras expensive? Because you can't do that with your phone. Like you can take a picture with anything. Yeah, anything. A shoe. A shoe. A rock. A potato. A potato. Yeah. <laughs> you can do you can create content with anything. Yeah. And I want th- this is some gems right here. Content creating is literally putting different pieces of different puzzles together. And even though they don't fit, if you're just finding the right pieces to make them fit. Because okay. you can find, you can do anything as far as content creating. You can create a picture with a crappy phone and then edit it on Photoshop and add music to it. And now it's a TikTok video. Now it's a GIF. Now it's a, or GIF or whatever you call it. It's anything. Content creating, there's no limits to it. Yeah. That's, that's what I love about it. Yeah. Content creating is great because, like you said, you can do anything. You can create anything. So, like even though we do similar things, I think we have strengths and in our own area. It's mm-hmm. just like you know you're stronger with podcasting and like consultations yeah. for um you know like vlogging and things like that. Um, mine is uh, creating fake scenarios in my head before I go to sleep. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. <laughs> um. Yeah, content creation is literally whatever you want it yeah. to be, you know. Um, I love editing, but I hate filming, mm. you know. So I, I'm most creative during the editing process. Yeah. It's For me, it's a little bit more stressful recording because it's a whole setup. And when you're, you learn this yeah. as you do it more, but you start learning how to film based on your editing. So mm-hmm. when we take photos, it's like uh, when we were doing the photo shoot for the real estate thing um, and there was like a leaf on the floor and I kicked it out of frame. And like I was joking. I like, oh, that's one less thing to edit out. Yeah. But it is. It it's saves like, a lot of time. It does. Yeah. So you talk, you look at the camera, you move, you do your hair, you fix your background so that you don't have to do those things in post. You mm-hmm. save yourself so much time by doing it right. So when you're in your filming or or taking photos or whatever, you kind of learn how to film or set up to edit. Yeah. Which is cool, but I'd rather I just I love the editing process. You can do so much that's where it gets real fun. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's where the real So what's what's the question that you get asked all the time as a content creator, like random people or friends? Uh so how do you start a YouTube channel? Oh god. Which listen. I'm very sarcastic. I can be a smart ass. Um, could really just be like, hey, so go on YouTube.com um, and go to the login area and go to like new account. Yeah. Now you have a YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, what you really are asking is how do I get started filming and editing, things like that. That's the issue. People don't know how to ask the right questions. Yes. Because they aren't equipped with yeah. those right questions. And here's the thing. Content creating actually 
was a thing years ago. Yeah. But it now has a label. Because remember before, you're either a videographer, a photographer, a copywriter, uh, audio engineer. Now, now it's like, yo, you do everything. Like yeah. you have to do everything. You have to understand a little bit of everything just to get the ball rolling. Because Instagram yeah. is audio, video, photos, mm-hmm. and TikTok is like GIF and timeline, video editing placement. Like it's 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 ridiculous. Yeah. So the landscape that we're in now, everyone has to understand how audio video photos work yeah or else you you just drown yeah exactly so like you know we we always encourage people to to get started no matter what you have you know you don't have to have a knowledge of audio and like audio is my weakness honestly Mm. and but i still figure it out and i do what i can with what i have and i mean you figure it out but you have to do some sort of research like you have to start so like with me I remember the first editing program I had was Sony Vegas Pro. My brother taught me how to like cut. That's like the first app a lot of people use. Yeah. And it was good. It worked well. But I wanted to learn like a Premiere Pro is an industry standard. And I had like dreams of where I know. I had dreams of working for BuzzFeed as an editor. So I learned it. Like I learned how to use Premiere Pro. And I love it because of how... You're forced to do a lot of stuff manually. There's not a lot of presets, which is the point yeah, of it. Yeah. And but I, I I literally only knew how to cut video, how to cut and paste and move it around. What, what is cut for so, people who don't know? Oh yeah, so cutting is literally if you have um one long clip and let's say I have That's a, a breath. Oh, yes, <laughs> it's the question asked. What's that? Oh, so, like a hair clip. Yeah, like a hair, like a bobby pin. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's just like, hey, I cut this, so I don't want this part in there. That's mm-hmm. all I knew how to do. Yeah. But I wanted to learn all these other things. So I literally would just like Google um, Premiere Pro um, shaking effects, which is turbulence, mm-hmm. you know, which is like it's something. you. But I didn't go. I just walk up to someone and be like, hey, um, so you see you edit videos. How do you do X, Y? Because listen, there's a tutorial for everything. Yeah. Everyone had to learn somehow. There's millions of videos on how to do something. The same thing, mm-hmm. you know, and I wish more people would come to me with questions with a base level knowledge. Everything that I've learned, almost literally everything I learned on my own. Yeah, same. Um, for me, my dad invested in my education and computers. He he took me and my little sister to this uh, vocational school. And we, for like a whole year, would build computers from like, from the scratch. We'll get the pieces, put the motherboard in. You know, we had like the anti-static table, put the hard drive in, connect all the cables, install DOS, install Windows uninstall it format the disk start over do the process over and over and over again and this is like two, 2004 2003 and we we're like kids just all right just got this over again it's troubleshooting just doing this shit over again doing over and over again so i pretty much understood how computers kind of operate how they think and i just know the basics yeah and that's like hardware basics and from there i started uh fixing computers so from like the age of like 16 to like 20 i had like my own computer hardware, software, troubleshooting. I go to people's houses and fix it. And that was like my basic level knowledge. And then where I got my knowledge from sometimes when I couldn't figure it out, I'll YouTube, I'll go to somebody else. Oh, you, you said you your printer's not working? And your your speaker? What's that computer you have? A compact, compact, not working audio. Watch the video real quick, get like a rundown information, and then charge somebody <laughs> to do to do exactly what they what they needed me to do and then that was it and i th- i thought it was i thought i was like ahead of the game i was like nobody knows about this youtube thing like i don't have to i have to have like a base level knowledge yeah and then once you understand the base level then you can like watch a video and i can watch like a clip oh okay i got it. no i don't need to finish the video i know how to do it and that's how i started um podcasting and photography like i'll just saw i'll just watch one clip or portion okay how do you do that turbulence how you shake oh i don't need to watch it anymore i I got it yeah Yeah. so it it always starts with like a foundation yeah like you can't just say all right jess i want to be a content creator all right what computer do you have well i just got me a chromebook (laughs) you know it's like you i mean you can you can create content with it but you're limited because you can't use premiere you can't use final cut 
Um, pretty sure Android has video editing apps, but I'm pretty sure it's not as powerful. What is the uh, um, God? What's one we use on the phone? What something shot in shot? <laughs> no. You just download InShot and just do your whole YouTube channel with that. You can. You can. I remember for a long, a long time. time. Oh, you remember when I had my, when I was vlogging every single day? Yeah. <laughs> I was using iMovie. Oh, god. I was iMovie. I was using iMovie. No transitions. I cannot look at those videos. I have all those videos on my hard drive somewhere, but no transitions. Uh, no stabilization. Audio was trash. Uh, lighting was horrible. But it was a consistent flow. And then for some odd reason, uh, the universe, Gaia, God, Allah, stopped. it stopped working. iMovie on my phone stopped working. I was not able to upload uh, any videos anymore for some reason. Mm-hmm. And then I always told myself that things happen for a reason. The world, the universe knew that, Gil, iMovie, you mastered it. I'm going to have it stop. It didn't make any sense why it stopped working. It didn't. It just stopped working. And I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? And I didn't want to download Premiere because I don't want to use Premiere. I tried it. Shit is confusing. I'm not trying to go to the moon. I don't need. I don't need. <laughs> I tried all these- to teach Gil about <laughs> this. And he's just like, nah, I'm good. So good. I downloaded uh, a, a, uh, the trial version, trial version of Final Cut Pro. And I was like, yo, this is. This is legit. And I, I find it funny because I was editing on iMovie, which is a very limited video editing app for like maybe for a whole year. And I mastered it. I was doing green screens. I was doing clone videos. I had like one Gil clone come in here. This is when we bought the house. And I was like, yo, this is dope. iMovie is it? I don't need to do anything more than this. Yeah. And then it just stopped working. It literally just stopped working on my phone. It stopped working on my computer. I guess I got upgraded to Final Cut Pro. And when I did like, the level of production value went up on my videos. And then that's when my clients started requesting videos. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. So like I said, guys, there's always going to be a foundation, a basic level knowledge. Like I mastered iMovie. And then from there, I started using InShot, which is an amazing video editing app, but also limited because it's only on your phone or your it's iPad. It's so slow too. It's, huh? The editing for me feels so slow compared to well, like Premiere. The thing is you can't really, uh, InShot, InShot or Final Cut? InShot. InShot, you can't really zoom in as much, right? Yeah. I feel like with the computer, you know, we can like, you know, zoom into the timeline real quick. And InShot is like, you're. it's just a small screen. <sighs> yes. But for it's people so who don't have experience using a big monitor, InShot is the shit. Like yeah. they love InShot. No, for, a, for like an on the phone editing thing, yeah. it works really well. Like I suggest everyone get it. It's like two bucks to take the watermark yeah. off. And... I love it, but from someone who comes from using an industry standard program, yeah, it's faster for me to use that complicated program yes. than it is for me to use InShot. Yeah, uh, there have been a couple times where people, my, some of my clients, are like, oh well, you told me to use InShot. I'm trying to do this, and I'm like, let me see how. Hold on, let me try this on Final Cut. Okay, it's so much easier because you got to realize your people's phones. You have a lot of things running in the background, correct? And your phone is only so fast, so. The computer's a lot quicker. Like I use Final Cut Pro for everything. Yeah. Instagram story promotions. Uh, it's it's crazy. Yeah. 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 I use Premiere for everything. Yeah. Everything. So, what app would you suggest somebody to use? Like like a start without. In, let's take InShot out of the picture. What's another video editing app you would suggest? Uh, the only other one I have is iMovie. Yeah. Because I I have an iPhone, mm-hmm. which works well. I did um like a little teaser video for one of my YouTube videos on there, and it was fine. Yeah. Like. In like InShot is great. iMovie's still faster. It doesn't have all the cool effects and stuff no. like that. So unfortunately, that's. But you know what? For me, it's it's kind of like when we edit photos, we don't edit them in Lightroom. We we color correct mm-hmm. in Lightroom, yeah. and then we bring it to Photoshop. Yeah. So that's what I feel like it is. Like I start an iMovie, I get the basics down because it's a lot faster to yeah. edit cuts and stuff like that Why in is iMovie. That, I don't know. In, I don't in, know. in iMovie, it's a lot quicker and a lot easier to edit the cuts. And get it to exactly where you want. In shot, it's so it feels like you're there's like another screen. Yeah. It's like you're you're not really one to one with the video. Yeah. And I move, I feel like I'm one to one. I can like zoom in and see the, the photo in the timeline. Yeah. In shot is like I'm removed. It's weird. Yeah, it does feel like that. So yeah. I, I like to do it for like transitions and little razzle dazzle, yeah. throw it into InShot. But for most I do like iMovie yeah. and yeah. 
So okay. I think that's, yeah. Yeah, I'd suggest InShot. And there's another app called Velo. I think it's like $10 to get the full version. And it is... What's the... Well, I don't know what I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> it is the the, uh, the business. It's the it's the business. It's it's really good. Um, uh, what's her name? Sarah Dietschy, who's a uh, an amazing content creator. I don't know if you ever heard of her. No, she is amazing. Sarah Dietschy rhymes with peachy. I gotta say it like that because if I don't, That's it'll be good. it'll be a sin. Um, she suggested Velo, and I was like, okay, let's check this app out. It is in shot, but like on a whole different level. It's close to iMovie. But it has a lot of transitions. It has like some of the cool stuff that InShot has. Okay. And for ten bucks, it is unlimited. You can do oh, a lot. Oh, nice! With it. That's yeah. really good. It's really good, especially on the iPad. It looks really good. One suggestion I think we're we can both agree on this is please don't be cheap about investing into what you really want to do. Now, if you're not sure, or if you're the type of person where you you tend to quit things a lot, and you kind of want to just test the waters to see if it's worth it. Like for me, I don't wear a lot of makeup. So I don't invest in expensive makeup just because I know I'm going to throw it away after two, three uses. Yeah. What's the point? Or I don't wear makeup a lot, so I'm not going to spend $60 on a brush because for yeah. what? To wear makeup twice a year? You know, so I, I feel the same way about, you know, buying certain equipment and stuff. Like I'm not going to buy an $800 light if I'm not consistently making content yeah. to use it twice a year, mm -hmm. you know. So I totally understand the people that don't want to throw in um, a bunch of money right away. But there should be a happy medium. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you get really lucky and there is something that is cheap and it works really well. And that's fine. But don't get so cheap. Now, don't buy the most expensive professional equipment because those things are made for professionals. Mm -hmm. I used to have people, oh, well, I have X, Y, and Z amount of money. What's the, what's the best camera I can buy? And my, my first question is always, well, what are you using it for? You know, some people are, hey, um, I want to get the Sony A7R4. For what? Uh, I'm just going on a vacation real quick. And um, I want to just take a couple pictures of the Grand Canyon. You're going to buy like a $4,000 camera yeah. to take a couple. Just You can get a point and shoot, dude. Yeah. Or just get like an A6100. A yeah, a GoPro, something. Yeah, because you're going you know? to drop it. Yeah. What? <laughs> Do not want to drop a Sony. So like realistically, it's it's really is going to be what do you need it for? And I know people get mad because they just want an answer. But it's, it's what are you using it for? I'm not going to tell you to get studio lighting if you want to be a makeup channel and you're just going to do makeup on your get a ring light yeah. and a couple soft boxes in the back. Call mm -hmm. it a day. Yeah. Not going to tell you to do a whole studio setup, this and that, X, Y, and Z. You really don't need all that, you know. So people need to be mindful of how much you're spending. You don't need to buy the best equipment that's not going to make you a good photographer. You can look at any professional photographer's YouTube channel, and I guarantee you they have a video of like, I took these photos on a $80 camera or some crazy, whatever, you know, and they're bomb. And it just to show you if you if you actually take the time to learn what you're doing instead of just trying to buy the most expensive equipment, you will come out on top every single mm. time. Peter McKinnon, one of the most amazing the photographers to walk this earth right now. The God. Had no idea about cameras. Started off in a camera store. Preach, preach. Started off in a camera store. Learned everything he needed to learn. Borrowed what he needed to borrow. And if you look at his stuff, you would think he's been doing this since birth. Yeah. This dude learned. He knows what he's yeah. doing. Yeah. Okay. Great personality, very sweet guy, uh, you know, as far as we can tell on camera. But the dude put in work. He didn't go and buy the most expensive camera out yeah. the gate. He learned how to use a camera first. Mm -hmm. And that's what you got to do. That's the first thing you got to do. What do I want to do? Because guess what? I could recommend you a camera. If I am a studio photographer, I'm not going to recommend a Sony A7S Mark III. Okay? That is for video. Yeah. I'm not go I'm going to suggest a Mar uh, an R Mark whatever. You know, that is for photos. That's not going to work for you. Certain cameras are made for certain things. If you're going to be doing video long term or doing um, like short films and stuff, I'm not going to recommend a DSLR for very long starting out. Yeah, but the motors inside of DSLRs yeah. are made for photos. Yeah. They're not made to be on for long periods of time. They will melt. The, yeah. the camera will turn off after a certain amount of time to protect itself. That's not what you're looking for. Yeah. 
you know, for someone like me who does YouTube and I have 10, 15 minute videos, it is perfect. It works. The camera's made for that. But if you want to get into short film or, or making these little movies and stuff, that's not going to work long term. You have to research what you're doing, figure out, look at what other people have. Sometimes I will just Google, um, I'll say a Peter McKinnon uh, camera. You know, someone out there, I don't know how they find out this stuff, knows exactly what's yeah. in his his camera kit yeah. and will have it on some somebody's Reddit forum ready for you to look and see, oh, this is what he uses. Okay, X, Y, and Z. Okay, I'll take note of this. You know, oh, okay, Peter McKinney uses this camera. Okay, go on YouTube. Let's say he uses the, the A7 Mark, A7R Mark III. Okay, A7R Mark III test video. Okay, with a kit lens. For those who don't know, kit lens is if you buy a camera and it does come with the lens, it's the it's it's a kit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's together, it's called a kit lens. Yeah. You know, then you would go and do that. Or you can say, hey, Google best lenses for XYZ, best lenses for landscape, best lenses for portrait, best lenses for uh real estate photography. They're all different, by the way. And you go and look at that. Okay, this is this is this. You look at it, all right, look at the prices. Okay, this is within my price range, by the way. Lenses for cameras are very expensive. A $200 lens is a very cheap lens. Mm -hmm. You know, you go XYZ. Okay. Then you Google. Okay. uh, Sony 50 millimeter 1.8 test video, test photos, you know, then look at samples, anything, any thorough photographer who does reviews on lenses will have a a video test, even if it's not for video, a video test, um, some sample photos. He'll go over the specs. Um, chromatic aberrations, literally everything that you need to know. Hey, what's the difference between a 1.8 and a 1.4? Probably like a grand, but (laughs) probably like a grand. But hey, what's the difference? Okay, well, it's better glass. It has a a smaller aperture or wider aperture. Different coating. Exactly. One might be full frame. Mine might be um, crop sensor. uh, sensor, I'll say APS-C, but I was like, they don't know what that means. (laughs) And and that's the thing, like like you said, people have to take the time to invest in it like i when i do my consultations some of these people have no idea what a camera is yeah and they want to jump into content creation which is dope fantastic welcome to the club we will welcome you with open arms but what we will not do is like hold your hand and like explain everything yeah because with when i do the consultation is one hour and i teach them the bare minimum and you will see me have sometimes when we're working out or, or doing anything i'll send an audio message hey this is that because they're asking questions throughout the day like I, I ran across this what does this mean and it's like you have to take the time to study this like i i have uh some like uh i have a printout of the basics i have uh explaining what the iso is what the shutter speed what the aperture is understanding the uh, the exposure triangle understanding uh composition and as soon as they leave my consultations, I, I give it to them. And if it's via Zoom, I email it to them and they have a copy of it. Yeah. And it's like the most basic, basic thing. But then when they'll, <clears throat> when they'll hit me up, it's the most advanced thing they want to know. And it's like, you have to start here. You can't hit me up and ask me about uh, cinematography and like, well, I saw he had a, uh, a ND filter and it was like this and he was shooting with 1.4 lens. Like, you don't even have a 1.4 lens. Why are you worried about that? When I was shooting, the only thing I was worried about is how to capture a perfectly lit image. I wasn't trying to, like, one of my good buddies, Marvin, he's an amazing photographer. When I was starting out, I was like, okay, great. This is how he shoots. I'm going to work my way up, not to shoot like him, but to shoot as good as he does and to understand lighting as much as he does. I wasn't trying to emulate him. I'm going to get exactly what he has or like look at Peter McKenna. I'm going to get it. No, I'm going to. Okay. How he. All right. Well, if he shot like that, I want to understand how he shot like that. But I'm going to take my time and get to that level. And then by getting to that level, I'm understanding. I'm doing real estate photography. I'm doing car photography. I'm doing. I'm shooting. I shot two funerals. So I'm, I'm doing a lot to build up my experiences. And then as I get, you know, as I get into my career as a photographer anybody can ask me for anything I'm like, oh, i know how to do it I, well i can show you how to do that hey let's do this let's do that and it, it took time like i started this what 2015 2014 yeah takes a long time to like un- understand this and he, people want to just 
All right, I, w- I want to get it now. How come I didn't know all th- How come I don't know this yet? Because it takes a long time. When I first learned how to do photos, that was the first thing I learned. I didn't learn how to do video and all that right away. So when I sat down, the first thing I did was I, I was on YouTube for days and hours and yeah. hours and hours. What is ISO? What is shutter speed? What is uh, aperture? You know, the f-stop. Yeah. What is uh, white balance? What It's like I learned how to use a camera manual. I didn't want to use auto and try to figure it out later. I needed to understand what I was doing because learning a camera inside and out and especially on manual is the only way you'll actually understand what you're doing to be able to replicate it. Yeah. I can look at a, a, an image or uh, when we're setting up for video and be like, okay, we need to drop an f-stop. We need to increase the ISO or whatever. And I know that because I understand how it works. Yeah. And, you know, I, I have a lot of new photographers where they'll come to me and they kind of want to get better and they'll show me some shots and they're really good. And I'll be like, oh, what's what was the f-stop? What time of day was it? Oh, I don't know. I had it on auto. Okay, well, if you want to do this again, like it's always like that lucky, you know, the, the beginner's luck type yeah. thing. You know, but if you can't replicate it again, then you don't really truly understand what you're doing. That was just luck. Yeah. That's not skill. And some people are naturally talented and have a good eye for stuff, but you have to. It's so much more than just being naturally good at it. You know, I can literally take a photo. I can see what you're looking at and then and move the camera slightly and give you a, a, a way better angle. I just have an eye for stuff like that, you know, but. I still have to understand how a camera works. I still have to understand the editing process. Like it all comes together and people forget that. They get so hyper-focused on, oh, I want my videos to look like this person's. I want my photos to look like this person's. And it's like, well, I'm also pretty sure that they understand about ISO, aperture. The basics. The basics. And that's what people tend to forget. So content creating is so much more than what you see as the end result of something people don't or forget that there's so much more involved people do sometimes get famous by chance um maybe they put out a video or photo that caught someone's attention and it it really picked up and went viral but for the for the most part no that doesn't happen a lot of these people that are photographers youtubers whatever have been on social media for years sometimes over a decade before they get noticed Mm -hmm. um it's just hard work and consistency and that's and it's annoying. And I and I used to watch videos like, hey, how do I up my subscribers? How do I? And it literally is just like, just make the content. Just do it. Yeah. Some If you're that good at making content, people won't give a damn that your background is always blown out. I have YouTubers that have this one girl. I love her. Um, her name is Whitney Bay. And she's a black YouTuber. She's in New York now, but she was in Korea. And she always like there's always something really blown out in the background i don't know if it's on purpose or not because some people really like that look Mm -hmm. but it's always like blown out and i'm like damn no one said anything but her content is so good i followed started following her like a long time ago now she's almost at a million subscribers you know because her content is that good i'm pretty sure if the production value went up i mean she would skyrocket because she's just a really entertaining person very sweet funny you know charismatic but at the same time, you know, you you still have to be consistent and just do it. Whether or not you have the best light, whether or not you know, if if you really don't have the means to do a certain thing, work with what you have. You know, there's anything. If you don't have um, a softbox to diffuse a light, get a light bulb and put a piece of tissue paper in front yeah. of it. You know, like literally, these are things that I've done before yeah, because I have, I've done it before. Yeah, yeah, because I didn't have lights. I didn't have a softbox. I didn't have. But yeah. I really wanted to make a video or make some content. And that's what you got to do. You make do with what you have. So that's good. That's good advice. Yeah. So that's good. You want to take another break? I will right, we'll take another break and um, we'll be back. Hey, Culture Theory listeners. Are you following us on Instagram? Check out our page at Culture Theory Podcast. That's at Culture Theory Podcast. We're also on YouTube. Just search Culture Theory. And while you're there, subscribe and check out our videos. Once again, thanks for listening. All right, guys. And we're back. We're back. We're back. So we're going to get into our situational questions. Um, If you guys want to come up with a name for the segment, that'd be good. I can't think of anything. Um couch theory 
Right. Ooh. Couch theory. Yeah. Mm. Therapy theory. Therapy theory. TT. Therapy. <laughs> um, yeah, that's good. But send your suggestions on. Give us a name. To our Instagram at Culture Theory Podcast. Okay. So our question from our friend today is, why do people go back to their exes? Hmm. So I'm going to start with you, Gil. Why do people go back to, have you ever gone back to an ex? No. No. I haven't either. No. No. I wholeheartedly believe that the reason why you broke up is still there. Usually it's it has something to do with them as a person and people don't change typically unless they want to change. Mm-hmm. So I always tell people when they're considering going back to their ex, what tangible measurable difference is there from the last time that you dated them that would make it work this time? Mm-hmm. I don't understand why somebody would go back to the ex unless they didn't really break up with them mentally. Mm, what do you mean by that? Because when I when if I break when I broke up with people, it's been like situations where it's like, okay, well, screw you, I'm not coming back, you know, or it's like them just leaving because they're or they're not getting what they want mm. from me anymore. So I was like, okay, well, we're done, we're done. You know, it's like I can move on. Like I. I am very full of love and heart for people that I care about. But once I'm done, I really don't give a fuck about Ooh, you. Like, same. I really am evil. <laughs> like, I just don't care. Like, I just have no, I don't have any hate or animosity. Just like, yeah. cool, whatever. Just yeah. Once I'm, I'm, I will, I will throw myself into the fire for you. Yeah. I will, I will catch a grenade for you. Jump out of a plane for you. <laughs> 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 oh my god was a, a burning uh, something it's whatever the weekend right whatever no that was, no, was uh, a, bruno yeah, mars bruno mars <laughs> the weekend whoa oh. the weekend fans are going in right now what how what? could you say that it's not even sound the same they all look the same to me right yeah. <laughs> pretty much yeah. um yeah i would do anything for you um and i i tend to give people chances because i believe that we're all human yeah. you know we make mistakes but once I'm like, once I mentally check out from you, I am so disinterested. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not worried about what you do. You got to tell something to say to me. Okay, cool. You know, like I'm, I'm, not. I'm very um like that with the, the relationships I've had, especially you know the sexual relationships that I've had. But when it comes to like friends, I'm very more forgiving. I'm not. No, I used to be, but. Knew me. Yeah. He just knew me. Like right now, um, not actually, no. It just depends on the people. It For me, they have to be worth it. Yeah. It they to, have to yeah. be worth it. If you've done nothing to show me that this relationship is worth salvaging, I will let that bitch go so fast. Yeah. I have tried to make <laughs> friends at work and then I'm like, when I when I see, I'm like, okay, this is superficial as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, cool, I'll see you at work. You know, type yeah. of thing. But I made a few friends at work that I like, oh my God, I can't imagine not, you know, having them in my life. Kill, I love you. And yeah. <laughs> people are going to be like, I'm telling Vic, who's this Kel guy? You know? So like if something happened between me and Kel, I would like genuinely fight for him. Mm-hmm. You know, I would be like, Kel, what the fuck? Yeah. But um, yeah, some people just like, if I feel like you haven't put in any work towards this relationship. Even, even clients, like I separated myself from a client slash friend mm-hmm. a really good i mean i want to say a really good friend just a friend from like years ago a buddy of mine who i was assuming we can grow together mm-hmm. and i noticed how it was a very um not an even like give and take yeah. type of situation when it came to like respect it wasn't really there mm-hmm. so i just politely told them but very assertively hey can't really fuck with you anymore so we're going to cease and desist uh, working together. And it was very much like, what? No, man, but you, you, you're you Gil. You're nice. You, No, I mean, I fucked up every now and then. But you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, Gil. Nah, no. I can't. You're dead to me. Yeah. Sorry. And yeah, then, once you're dead, that's it. And then from there, it, it nobody was really telling me. I mean, nobody's really. T- I mean, there was like one specific person. My mentor was telling me about like, hey, man, this relationship is not good for you. This doesn't look good. Uh, just letting you know. And I was like, OK, cool. You know what? I'll, when I, I'll decide when to move on. And I was like, you know, what? it's time. It's 
it's not safe for me to even be working with this individual because I'm literally putting my life at risk. And I just stopped. Yeah. It was very stressful. And I was I separated myself from it. And that was like the most recent relationship where I was like, hey, fuck you. You're dead to me. Yeah. And that was it. And I felt great after that. But Good. I, yeah, it, it was it was interesting. Yeah. Um, I have a bad habit of ghosting ghosting yeah like i'm not very confrontational so if i feel like i really want to have some sort of relationship with someone i will try to talk it out i'll be like hey um x y and z thing happened it made me feel a type of way you know but if i feel like um it's getting nowhere you're not listening or like you're you gas oh gaslighting if you start gaslighting i will just like just to avoid that confrontation, I will slowly back out and like phase myself out slowly in a way that you may notice, you may not notice, but just that's completely. if they care to notice. Yeah, if they can, exactly, you you'll kind of care when you back up a little bit to see like if they really give a fuck about you. But yeah, I used to just ghost like straight up. Like one of my best friends, I was friends with her for like eighteen years, and we had a falling out, and I just remember being like, okay, just be nice, and I just said I love you. Because I did, I love her, you know. Unfortunately, we're not the same people anymore. I can't fuck with her in that way at all, ever. But I was like, I love you. And then literally just, like, blocked on everything. Because I was like, I this relationship is toxic. I found an out, and I was taking it. Like, I did not want anything to ruin it. I finally found an out, and I was going to run with it. So, but for other people, I tend to just kind of, like, I'll back out and then slowly, like, but you'll notice. Because so, my enthusiasm is different. So, why do people allow exes or bad friends back? Because I think a lot of times is we mistake what it was for what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, I when I separated from my friend, I remember think, the first thing that came to mind was like, what did you just do? Mm -hmm. You know, this is almost two decades worth of friendship. And I like was just like, I don't want anything to do with her. And I was like, I'm going to regret this in a couple of days. And then a few days went by and I felt a little bad and I still had that feeling of like, what did I do? And finally, one day, I think it was like the third or fourth day in, I was like, if you were to meet this person today, exactly who she is with no recollection of any good memories, any times you spent vacation, anything like that, nothing like that exists. And you just knew them for who they were today. Would you try to form a relationship with them? And I said, no. I don't like who they are, yeah. you know, and I think a lot of times we just get so clouded and our brains are so full of the good times and, and what we want it to be that we mistake what it should look like with what it is mm -hmm. or what's capable of being there with what it actually is. So I think it's just uh, miscommunication in your brain, like all of your the good and bad are like kind of getting mixed up and people want to be validated and they want, which is why it kind of goes with advice. People sometimes want you to validate what they want. You know, they want you to tell them that this person that's toxic for them is, oh, but they're good to you sometimes, you know, because that that aligns with what you want. And so people will look for the smallest sign of attention um love something they'll they'll look for any they'll take anything to give them the green light to like go ahead with something because it aligns with it kind of goes back to what we said on a previous episode you have to understand yourself first yeah because if you understand and love yourself you know exactly what you want out of your relationships yeah so i feel like these people don't really love themselves enough so that way they put up with anything like you know what Nobody else is, you know, giving me the attention. Let me just deal with what I got. This it is what it is. Yeah. It's not so, gonna get any better than this. Yeah. Or like oh, believing man. that like that, that person was like peak mm -hmm. human being. Yeah. And really not. There's millions of people on this earth that are just like them, who yeah. give you or do for you those same things. You might not be able to find all those qualities together in one person at the same time. But if there's a reason why the separation happened, like the qualities couldn't have been that good. Yeah. Like, they really couldn't have been that good. So, I mean, like a whole, like, I'll I'll try to make it work. Like, I've, I've worked on trying to rework things with an ex I might have, like, separated with for a little bit. I was like, hey, we need time. Like, I've tried that. But once I move on fully to, like, another human being, 
I don't. I don't. I don't go back. Yeah. yeah, I don't go back. So, friends, it's just like if you're not a good friend and I meet someone who is, I'm not going. I've I've already been shown better, so I can't go back. Yeah, I try to do that with all my friends. Like, let them know, hey, you ain't going to get another Gil. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it sounds cocky, but it's yeah, true. Yeah. You ain't gonna get another me. Yeah. Whether good or bad, no matter what you like or dislike about me, there's there's only one me, and mm-hmm. you ain't gonna get that back. That's it. I know so many people that just like after the fact, they're like, damn, I miss you. Or oh, I hate when the ex is, oh, you're right. You know, I should have treated. But yeah, you should have. But it's too late now. <laughs> I've never gotten the, uh, the I miss you text. I don't really correspond with any of my exes. I seen I seen an ex of mine looking at my story a couple of years ago. I was like, what the, who's this? Oh, well, that's weird. But I'm saying like, as far as like friends, uh, people who uh, I know I'm no longer uh, associated with, just always just infatuated uh, with my life. And then for the people who are friends with them, oh, so and so is asking about you. It's like, good. I hope hope they're doing well, man. You know, hope they, you know, hope she's okay. Hope he's okay. And like yeah man you know, they were like oh man i remember the times with me and it is what it is like I, i'm moving on yeah. and like so to answer um the question everybody's different and i guess some certain people have to learn to love themselves yeah and to sure. know how they want to be treated yeah definitely yeah. that's a good point yeah that's a good point all right so any final thoughts on content creation what what's the biggest takeaway you think someone should take from today's take podcast? your time learn um before you text me call me send me a voice message did you do your research did you check instagram there's so many how-to pages on instagram even tiktok youtube is such a big space it can get really loud like especially like i feel like when we were learning how to create content like youtube you know for videos editing and photos it was a lot more peaceful it was like a few creators and we can like pick and choose and they had their own specific style like Flurn. I don't know if you ever heard of them. No. So you had Flurn, you had a couple other YouTubers. They had this one style, they had a playlist. So it was like you can digest the content easily. But now on YouTube, it's it's like learn how to create up. Da-da-da-da-da. And then it's like five minutes in. Hey guys. So like totally today it was like the best day. Yeah. You know, it was like da da da. And it's like you have to skip eight minutes in. Then he starts a tutorial. Yes. And it's like, it's so loud. And then YouTube would only give you his or her video because they're ranking high. So many views. So you can't really find the video that will help you. And sometimes the video that's going to help you is like the eighth page or third page all the way down. And it's like the most big. Hey, so it's Timmy, five-year-old. I want to show you how to fix audio on a podcast. You do this, do that. And everybody else is like, oh, oh, you got to do this. You got to download this app. Oh, by the way, this this podcast episode is pr- uh, sponsored by this expensive app that I'm going to show you how to use. And, and it's like, no, I don't want to buy this expensive. I just want to learn how to do it for free. There's a meme about like recipes mm-hmm. when you try to Google a recipe and you finally go on their blog and it's like how to make lemon bars. And it's like, oh I grew up on a farm in Tennessee with my pawpaw till the age of seven when he was shot in the face by the oh neighboring farmer. It's like, oh, my God, how Just much get, lemon get to it. You know? <laughs> so I, I'd say the biggest takeaway from this episode is take your time, learn the basics, learn the foundation, start at the bottom. And then take your time, get to the top. If you want to go back to the bottom, you can. I have a journal of like my most basic photography, uh, audio engineering, uh, video production shit. So every once in a while, like I'll just go through. It's like, oh, yeah, a TRS cable, a TRS, RS cable. Oh, that, that, that's what that is. Oh, that's an auxiliary cable. OK, so when I when I'm in a situation like today's shoot, you know, I have wires all over the place in my brain. I know where the wires are going, but sometimes microphones just don't work. But if I'm in a situation, I know how to tackle it because, uh-huh. hey, I took the time to study. Like we we're able to capture audio out of a speaker and connect it to my Zoom and get the audio to be clean. And it's just me taking the time to learn that. So, yeah. like I said over and over again, take your time to learn. 
it over and over and over again. Yeah. What about you? Same thing. Pretty much what you were going to say. I'm going to add on to the going back to the basics. I love to watch videos about things that I feel like I already know because you'll always learn a little tip or trick. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I will go back and watch how to use Premiere Pro for beginners. Because there's always a shortcut or the little thing that someone didn't mention that someone yep. else does that you didn't catch. No matter how many times you think you've heard something, mm-hmm. you'll always learn something new. Don't ever be afraid to go back to start from the beginning. Okay. What I do sometimes, like I used to have like background music. I'll play like lo-fi, which is dope. I play that sometimes, honestly. I'm not going to lie. I also play podcasts too. But what I've been doing recently is just playing um, Peter McKinnon videos or Becky and Chris or... Um, uh, flash film academy videos of them like teaching like talking about some editing technique and i'll just have it in the background and i'll just be editing do my thing and I'm, oh shit what did you just what did she say what do you say oh cool i remember that and it's just more information that's going in my head because i'm in editing mode already and i can multitask so i can like listen and then i could take in the information if it's old or it's new so i do that so change up how you do certain things because your brain might get like I don't know, it might get an update somehow and like change the way it process because you watching a YouTube video is probably new to you. So just try learning it in a different way. Like maybe writing it down is not good for you. How about you screen record a YouTube video and watch it over and over again? Because yeah. I do that too. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for watching this episode of Culture Theory. Don't forget to follow us on our socials, on Instagram, at Culture Theory Podcasts. And... We have the link to our YouTube channel inside the bio on our Instagram page. Yeah. Don't have 100 subscribers yet, but if you guys subscribe to our channel, we will have 100 subscribers. Then we can get our custom URL on YouTube, and then we can put Culture Theory Podcast, and then we can say on IG at Culture Theory Podcast, and on YouTube at Culture yeah. Theory Podcast. That would be perfect. But we need you to help us get there. So thank you guys so much for watching. This is Jess. And this is Gil. And thank you for watching Culture, Culture Theory. Theory. See you guys next week. <laughs>